Hawks drop another double digit lead and lose to the Kings 117 to 110. Welcome to the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks podcast. I am your host, Tim Ogles, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Mikey Kabrinsky, where we talk everything Hawks. Let's go! Mikey, uh, another disappointing loss for the Atlanta Hawks. Um, This game felt like a, a tale of two halves. Um, starting, I'll start on the defense and I'll let you talk about more of the offense, but, you know, defensively, I felt like the Hawks, um, in the first half were doing a great job at making the Kings take really, really good contested shots and, you know, closing out really well. Um, the rotations look really crisp. It was, and then the second half, it just seems like, you know, guys were losing people on back cuts. Guys were, you know, not making the full rotation. DeJounte Murray getting completely lost in the fourth quarter, giving up a wide-open three to De'Aaron Fox. Um, this game was quite frustrating to watch um, uh, as the Hawks squandered away a 23-point lead. Yeah, this just adds to the list of games recently that Hawks fans got to be frustrated and disappointed with the team. That's four straight games now that the Hawks have blown a double-digit lead and they've squandered it away, like like you said. Uh, the, the defense, I thought specifically, just adding on to your points, DeJounte Murray did an excellent job on De'Aaron Fox in the first half. Really, really good job. And then in that second half, uh, like you mentioned, it, it, it all went away. On the offensive side, it, it was really the same thing uh, as the defense, tail two halves. At the beginning, the Hawks got everything they wanted. And you know, DeJounte had a great first half shooting shooting the three ball specifically. In the second half, only was able to knock down one shot. And we and really in the fourth quarter, a lot of the times it's been Trey Iso Bowl, DeJounte Murray Iso Bowl. But that wasn't the case down the stretch today, Tim. It was more of you know, the Hawks couldn't get anything to fall. And you gotta credit the Kings defense for holding the Hawks to 39 points in the second half. But after after having a ton of offensive rhythm with Jalen Johnson in the short roll, DeJounte Murray launching threes, Trey Young dazzling with his playmaking, and Clint Capella establishing dominance inside in this first half, that all switched in the second half, and it never feel like it never felt like the Hawks had a rhythm on either side of the ball in that second half. They only made 13 shots in the entire second half, Tim. Yeah. Um this game was quite frustrating to watch, uh, definitely for the Hawks fans out there. Um, we'll, we'll start off in the first quarter. The Hawks started out this game completely unconscious, uh, shooting the ball and um, defensively. They started out on an 8 0 run. Um, everything was working for the offense. They were playing good defense. Clint Capella and Trey Young had some beautiful plays early in this game where uh, Trey throws a left-handed cross-the-body pass uh, right across uh, Sabonis's face for a beautiful dunk down low. Like, 
the, that part of the game, like I felt like when when the Hawks, you know, were performing at the way they were, that the Hawks were going to take care of business tonight. And, you know, it's it just one of those things where um, they couldn't keep it going. It could. Capella, I thought, was exceptional, especially in the in his first stint. Normally, we've seen Capella kind of struggle in that first quarter, but then get get going as the game has gone on, especially in that second quarter where he's had a, a lot of strong quarters. But uh, you mentioned Trey Young, Capella. They had it going chemistry-wise. Uh, Jalen Johnson did not have it in this first quarter. And it was funny because the, this is where the Hawks played their best. They, they eventually got a 26-8 to lead. In this first quarter, Jalen Johnson did not have a good first quarter, Tim, at all. After that, he played amazing, but it kind of just kind of just went the whole opposite way uh, for the entire rest of the team, which 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 is not a great look. Yeah, and you know when the Hawks went up to that 20, 26 to eight lead, um, Clint Capella was just in pure domination mode. Whenever it came to the glass. Um, whether it came to finishing inside, um, he was getting everything he wanted. Um, the Hawks were just moving the ball. Um, there was one possession that's where there was eight passes and everybody was looking for the open guy it led to a wide open three. And it's just one of those things. The Hawks, you know, spread it out the lead to 31 to eight. And the Kings at that point were shooting Oh, from eight from three and all, all of these threes were contested. Um, I felt like there were good closeouts. It was just one of those things where like you couldn't ask for a better start. Yeah. And honestly, it this lasted until the middle of the quarter as well. It wasn't just like one of those things where the Hawks sustained this for about three or four minutes, but then they held, they held on the, the Kings went on a run, but they held this. They held a solid, more than fifteen point lead for the majority of, of this quarter, Tim. That is until the end of the first, where Malik Monk really had a, a, a huge impact on this game for the Kings uh, through his athleticism, his shot making, his paint penetration. He had a couple acrobatic finishes in this game, and it all started in the first quarter where uh, he was able to just kind of keep them in the game. The Kings, the Kings broke. Uh, they bent but didn't break. Uh, in 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 this first half, they kind of and Malik Monk was was a driving force behind that. Yeah, I think him and Trey Lyles. Uh, Trey Lyles had some some really clutch three pointers, and um, you know the Kings uh, went on a, a little run. Um, Trey goes to the line as thirty four seventeen, and I feel like you know at that point. Um, Trey had to slow the game down a little bit, so he found his way. And I've talked about this before. I think Trey Young is one of those guys where um, he dictates the pace of the game by his play. So he he finds a way to get to the line, slows it down, um, but the Kings still find a way to um, close the quarter pretty strong. Um, you know, Bogey has to steal up under the basket and. He tips the ball away and it lands right in Alex Lynn's hands, and it's an easy bucket. Um, then you know, going back down, Trey's trying to get a two for one, and the ref just completely misses the call. Arm across the arms, and and 
um, no call. And for for the Kings going back down, neither team got a basket. It ended up being 36-23 uh, at, at the end of the first. Yeah. While, while that was the case in the first quarter where neither team could get, get a basket to end it, that wasn't the case in the second. Uh, after after De'Aaron, a De'Aaron Fox three and a, and a Kangu block and lob, this is the sequence that happened after this. Bogey, three. Lyles, three. Patty Mills, three. Malik Monk, three. Clint Capella with a putback. That was That is modern NBA basketball right there for you, Tim. Two, two guys in Mike Brown and Quinn Snyder going at it. And both they both love their team to get up that three ball. Yeah, <laughs> early in the second, zero defense. I felt like was being played early in the second. Um, you know, after that sequence, it was uh, forty six thirty five Hawks. But I felt like um, uh, OO had a really interesting play um, defensively in the second where. He's a little late on a rotation, and Sabonis is up under the rim going up for what looks like to be an easy dunk. A Congo with how athletic he is, still finds his way to get to his hand, gets the foul call. Sabonis missed both free throws, and I felt like, you know, maybe that should be a little bit swing towards the Hawks' way, which the Kings ended up shooting, like, phenomenally bad from the free throw line in this game. Um like it was horrific where uh, Fox and Sabonis were missing free throws left they, and right. They were 8 of 15 from the line to today. Yeah, I mean, like it was one of those games where uh, like if you were hoping for Chick-fil-A at uh, State Farm Arena, you had a good shot at it for sure. Um, but, you know, when Trey goes off the floor, I, I feel like in the second where – DJ's running the offense. It felt like the ball movement was really, really lackluster where um, DJ was snaking the pick and roll and, you know, taking his mid-range shots where I felt like the Hawks could probably find some better offense um, at that point with, with Trey off. Um, with, and as we talked about in the first, the ball movement, like uh, – I don't I don't understand when DJ comes on the floor why the ball movement just stops. But they cut the lead down to six and you know Bogey really kept the Hawks in 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 at that point. Yeah, you you had a good point about DeJounte there because normally you know a lot of Hawks fans will say, you know, when Trey is off the floor, DeJounte gets to play his natural position at point guard. And yes, he is obviously a much better point guard than he is at shooting guard, but he really he really benefited from Trey being on the floor. Once Trey Young got on the floor in the second quarter, DeJounte went in attack mode. He was shooting threes. He was getting to the rim. And, re- and really, he was an offensive engine once Trey got on the floor. And I think a lot of that is because, you know, Trey garnered so much attention. DeJounte put up threes with no hesitation. And that's a lot of what Hawks fans, and especially I've wanted to see uh, from Murray uh, for a long time. I think when Trey, Jalen, and DeJounte specifically are on the floor, it it opens up so many avenues for playmaking, so many different type of pick and rolls you can run. Uh, For example, I think Jalen in this game was excellent in the short pick and roll with Trey Young, especially in the second quarter. 
Trey was able to find Jalen uh, for a couple of those short rolls when he stopped at the nail. Uh, a couple of times, Jalen made a behind-the-back pass to Onyeka Okongwu. Uh, Okongwu tried to dunk on Sabonis. I believe this was in the third quarter, uh, but he, he ultimately didn't, didn't make the shot. But uh, th- those type of plays where Jalen has to make a split-second decision with the ball in his hands in the mid-range, and he's able to do that. After a poor first quarter, he was he just looked in, in game mode, in game shape, and just locked in for the rest of the night. So that that was really great to see. And he continued it throughout the second quarter, honestly. He was in complete takeover mode. Uh, Trey had back-to-back beautiful steals. One where he kind of baited the path to the corner. He shifted over to cut off the roll, and that forced uh, the Kings to pass it to the corner. And Trey jumped that passing lane really easily. And he got it to Jalen in transition. And how many times have Tim and I said this? Jalen Johnson is a monster in transition. Hawks fans know it. We know it. The NBA has to know it by now. So when he's able to get in transition and go, Trey, Trey is able to – Trey and Jalen are able to make beautiful plays on either end. Yeah, I felt like Jalen was just phenomenal in that second quarter. Um, That dunk was nasty. Uh, The broadcast showed a a clip of the dunk where his nose was above the rim. I I think he could probably jump from the free throw line and probably hit that dunk. It it was like his elevation is unmatched to any, any guy on this team. Um, Sadiq Bay right after that had a missed three. Jalen hit a three, and, and Trey had an and one to finish off the quarter with the Hawks up 18, 71 to 53. And you, that's that's a great finish to, to the end of to end quarter there. Quinn Snyder's always talking about that. Uh the Hawks, you know, after a bad end to the first quarter, got this good good end to the second quarter, and yeah, finished off with some momentum uh, heading into halftime. Yeah, uh, Jalen had 12 points, eight rebounds. DJ had 16 points, three rebounds. Capella had 10. Bogey had nine. Trey had eight points and seven assists. Um, I felt like at this point in the game, the Hawks were really um, playing the brand of basketball that Quinn Snyder wants them to play. Yeah, I completely agree. And DeJounte was, I think, one one of, if not the best half of the season from him. Uh, the defense on Fox was great. The, the offense was great. He, his, his offense with Trey on the floor was a lot better uh, than what we've seen recently as well. So um, as, as we go into the third quarter here, we see, though, that that it didn't it didn't last. Yeah. Um, Fox came out and uh, hit a three immediately. And um, Trey goes down and has a nasty and one bank shot that um, I felt like uh, kind of settled the Hawks down a little bit in the third. But, um, you know, DJ was getting to his mid-range shot anywhere he wanted to. Um, Trey and Jalen, uh, <laughs> uh, the connection between those two, man, I'm telling you, it's going to be something great for the Hawks because, you know, the more and more they play together, the more and more Trey's going to know where Jalen's going to be, what can, what, you know, what Jalen expects uh, the ball to be on lobs. And he had a nasty one to, you know, in the third to make this a 17 point game. Yeah. And Jalen and Trey, I think. The, the best thing I saw from them today was that short roll that I was talking about a bit earlier. Because you have a guy 
that in Jalen Johnson that can make quick decisions with the ball in the half court and the in the in the full court, you can do that. And and he's the only guy on this team who has that who has the playmaking, athleticism, and and the just the the basketball just the basketball knowledge, the just the smoothness on the court to do that on the short roll. So that adds another element of the Hawks of the Hawks offense that they, they can use throughout multiple pick and roll options. Yeah, and I felt in the third, you know, the Hawks defense was really making the Kings um take hard shots. Like and they were hitting some of them too. Um credit to De'Aaron Fox and, and Demonis Simonis. I mean, I felt like, you know, um in the third and going on into the fourth that they hit some really, really hard shots. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox, after a rough first half, really started to have it going here in the third. Uh, he was really the catalyst behind the 8-0 Kings run. And after that, the Hawks got the turnover bug. Tim, in this game, the Hawks turned the ball over 12 times, and they had 11 of those in the second half, I believe. Yeah, eight of them in just the third quarter. Um, that's, that's not winning basketball. Yeah, um, it, it was just one of those things where um, – you know, you have such a great first half um, and you are, you know, creating a lot of turnovers um, on the defensive end and to give them all back. I felt like just in the third quarter was quite frustrating to watch, you know, definitely for the Hawks fans. Yeah. And we've, we've seen in the past few weeks uh, how hot bogey specifically has been and when he was make, when he was making that those five six games in a row twenty point games, uh, but in this game, uh, the shots just weren't falling. And with him and Sadiq Bay struggling to to make shots as well as Trey Young tonight, the those guys are not particularly strong defenders. And when they're not hitting shots, especially in the second half, it can create it can create a lot of a lot of mess. And Darren Fox kept taking advantage of those twice in this in this game in the third quarter, Tim. The Kings went on went on a shutout run, eight zero and ten zero. Yeah, um, Bay Sadiq Bay hit a three to cut the bleeding, um, and then you know it was uh, once again like <laughs> this sequence right here just kind of tells you how the fourth quarter went. You had Bay hit a three, bogey turnover. Bay um, gets a charge, and then you have a bogey miss three. Bay draws a foul on, on a live ball, and you know it, it's it's frustrating because you feel like the Hawks offensively, you know how good they are. Um, you expect you know them to be able to at least maintain this this lead they had um, definitely on the offensive end. Whether you're giving up points on the defensive end is a different kind of uh, case. Uh, you figured the offense would definitely, you know, still be able to keep you um, at least going enough to, you know, kind of slow down the Kings, and, and it, that definitely didn't happen. Uh, in the third quarter, the Hawks, the Hawks only scored 20 points. And they had they had a ten point lead with three minutes to go at eighty five seventy five. But the Kings uh, with Trey with Trey Lyles hitting threes, De'Aaron Fox uh, really shot the ball well from downtown more than more than he's re really used to. 
Uh, he had a, he was eight of sixteen from beyond there. Sixteen threes in this game from De'Aaron Fox, and a lot of a lot of those were taken in the second half. You don't really see that uh, from Fox that often, Tim, especially on that volume. No, and uh, I felt like Fox um, after the second half. I mean, after the first half, kind of knew he couldn't get to the rim as well as he wanted to. So anytime he got matched up with a guy on a switch where he thought he could get his shot off, he took it. And you know, for guys like Trey Lyles, I felt like you know, four from nine from three, like. Whenever he got shots, they were open, and he he just knocked them down. I mean, he he shot the ball really well for the Kings. Yeah, as as we move on to the fourth quarter here, um, Bowie's Bowie starts the quarter with a couple of open looks, but can't hit them. Um, but specifically in the beginning of the fourth quarter, the Hawks the Hawks had a great play where I, I want to break down because I've talked about Jalen in the short roll here a number of times, but. The connection between Jalen Johnson and Yeka Kangu has, has been noted for, for a couple of years now. But I think the, the three guys involved in, the, in that play with the pick and roll there, Trey, Jalen, and Akangu, those three, those three can develop such great chemistry on the offensive end. And Hawks fans saw that there where Jalen actually threw a lob uh, to Akangu. And the Hawks did that with Nate McMillan and John Collins as well when, when he was here last year, the, the Collins at the four lob to Clint at the five. Uh, but this time with Jalen and uh, Kongwu, you've got just more versatility and more ability to put pressure on the win with those guys, and they can put it on the floor. So I think that that was smart for the Hawks to look for that play multiple times to begin the fourth to get some easy looks. And they did. Uh, but uh, uh, credit to the Kings because they kind of shut they kind of shut that down after, and the Hawks didn't really look for it. Yeah, and something that, you know, kind of going into Jalen a little more, um, after the lob to OO, um, he had bogey on a short roll as well and wide open three. Like, um, it's one of those things where um, a guy with Jalen's skill set is so valuable to the Hawks because no one else possesses that same skill set. Uh, DeAndre Hunter doesn't. Um, Sadiq Bey doesn't. Um, it's just one of those things where, like, having him on the floor and him being able to facilitate takes so much pressure off of Trey Young uh, as well. Um, moving on, uh, there's a live turnover. Uh, Trey gets a wide open three. The Hawks up 11 with 102 uh, at 102.91 um, at about the eight minute mark in this game. Um, I felt like, you know, the Hawks at this point were going to go on a run and they were going to ice this game. Um, turns out that's not the way this one went. Uh, it went Bay, uh, Bay three. Fox three, Bogey and Bay both both miss wide open threes. Um, a Sabonis like by himself down low on a miss city Bay rotation, easy dunk. Uh, another Bogey miss three. A Sabonis easy layup again on a bad rotation by Sadiq Bay, and at that point it's just a five point lead. There, yeah. The Hawk, like you said, the Hawks were up eleven in this fourth quarter. But it felt like that lane just evaporated like that. Uh, and the Hawks did not shoot it well from three. Five for 18 at this point. And after this, De'Aaron Fox 
he was already going crazy from three, but he hit two threes. One of them was wide open, but another one was late in the shot clock, and that just kills you. And uh, and that late shot clock gave gave the Kings the lead, and they really never looked back after that. Yeah, um, at, at that point, you know, it was 106, 105. Um, the Kings go down. Sabonis gets an easy dunk. Um, at that point, Sacramento was on a 21 to five run. Um, Trey gets to the line, shoots four, uh, shoots um, two free throws to make it 110 to 114. Mikey, do you know what happened? From then on, uh, I know the Hawks did not make shots. That's mm-hmm. what I that that is correct. Um, if if you go back and and yeah, at that point, the Atlanta Hawks did not score another basket for the last four minutes and forty five seconds of this game. That's that's not and. That's not going to win you games. Like, like it has a speechless because, like, at this point, like, you would expect this Hawks team with the fourth fourth ranked offense to really be able to find a basket in four minutes. And man, it was one of the most frustrating things to watch as a Hawks fan. Yeah, and unfortunately, yeah, like you said, you know, we know this Hawks team is known for scoring, but in the fourth quarter. The offense hasn't generally been good. And a lot of times it's been because it's been a case of Trey, Trey, you take the shot. Now it's DeJounte's turn and back and forth. But I don't think that was the case here. It was I mean, Bogey and Bay missed back to back wide open threes. And then after that, after that, it was just it it, it was just not meant to be. Yeah. And and moving on to the box score. Um Patty Mills, 11 minutes, one from one from the field, three points. Uh, I thought Patty was okay. I mean, I don't, nah, nah, he was okay. And the second in the second half, he he was tasked with guarding De'Aaron Fox for most of the time. And in those minutes, he I, I don't think he, he did the greatest job. Mm-hmm. For Onyeka Kangwu, in 22 minutes, he shot three or six from the field, one or two from the line for seven points. One steal, one block, one assist, three rebounds. Not a Kongu's best game in a, in a while. I don't think don't think he was very good defensively, and you know he'll have better games than this for sure. Uh, but Sabonis definitely imposed his will on him uh, in the second half. Yeah, and moving to Bogey, um, twenty six minutes, four for fourteen from the field, two from ten from deep, uh, two from two from the free throw line, four rebounds, five assists. Um, 12 points uh bogey um for that hot run he had uh he is cooling off mighty heavily right now um bogey is definitely struggling from deep um not not so much of a good game for bogey tonight um, and unfortunately that happens a lot in the nba you know i've said it on a couple of shows where one guy it's similar to where one guy has a crazy half and then just doesn't do that well uh, for the next it's similar with with shooting struggles and shoot and hot hot streaks. You can go. Bogey was almost shooting fifty percent from three for almost uh, three quarters of a month, and now a for the last three games he just hasn't been able to hit anything. It's unfortunately just the way it goes. But you know he's a shooter. He'll he'll get back 
um, to to that low, the around 40% from three for sure. Garrison Matthews in eight minutes. He shot one or two from the field. Uh, both of those were threes, and he made one of them. Had a steal and a rebound. And in eight minutes, I, I didn't – I don't think he had too much of an impact on the floor. Uh, defensively, I, I think it was a bit rough, but uh, that was pretty much it for Garrison. Yeah, and going into – the starters, Sadiq Bay, 32 minutes, four for 14 from the field, three for eight from deep. So that's getting better for Sadiq. Seven rebounds, four assists, one steal, 15 points. Uh, I felt like Sadiq had an O, oh, uh, a fair game. I felt like defensively he was pretty rough. And, and we move on to Jalen Johnson here. In 35 minutes, he was 5 of 12 from the field, 1 of 4 from 3. You'd like him to be a little bit more efficient there, especially with how many shots he takes at around the rim. He finished with 16 points, 1 block, 4 assists, 15 rebounds, though. So monster monster double-double here from Jalen with 16 and 15. Uh, overall, really bad in the first quarter, honestly. Uh, I expected him to come out and look like that against the, the Bulls. But after that first quarter, he completely turned around. I thought, thought Jalen played pretty well. Got lost a couple times defensively, but overall, um, I thought he, he had a, he had a big impact on this game. Yeah, I thought Jalen played really well. Um, besides that first quarter, um, moving to uh, Dejounte Murray, uh, thirty six minutes, seven for twenty from the field, four for eight from deep. Um, he had six rebounds, three assists, one steal, three turnovers. Uh, 18 points, DeJounte Murray, another tail of two halves. Um, he had 16 and three at halftime. And as we see, that is only four points. Yeah, uh, it's, it's pretty much, it's pretty much a ton of, ton of tail of two halves recently for, for DeJounte. And honestly, it, it's becoming for the Hawks as well. They've had a couple of good starts in these last few games, uh, but the second half just dooms them, especially late in that fourth quarter. As we move on to Trey Young, in 38 minutes, he shot also poorly, 7 of 18 from the field, 3 of 10 from deep uh, for 24 points, 4 steals, 9 assists, 3 rebounds, also shot a perfect 7 of 7 at the line. Uh, Trey, Trey, back-to-back bad shooting bad shooting nights. Uh, it wasn't, nece- wasn't necessarily the greatest game for Trey. Not worried about him, but uh, you'd like him. You'd like him to make a little bit more shots. And the four turnovers compared to nine assists, I'm sure he's going to tell you that he had to secure the ball a bit more. Uh, yeah, for Trey, I felt like um, I think Trey's dealing with the injury to his AC joint. Uh, yeah, the shoulder. Bob, Bob Rathburn brought it up in the broadcast that he's having a hard time just reaching across his body right now. So I'm going to give Trey a little bit of a pass right now on his shooting um hopefully he can get that dealt with and and get it straightened out um moving on to the player of the game clint capella 28 minutes five from seven from the field um 12 rebounds 12 points two blocks one steal three assists i felt like clint capella definitely had major impact in this game yeah, especially in the first half, you know, he dominated Sabonis offensively and, you know, he filled up the stat sheet for sure. In in the second half, I don't think it was as great. It, it, well, it wasn't as great defensively for the entire team. 
as the Kings score the Kings scored 64 points in the second half. But I thought specifically for Capella, uh, he had a great for, great first half defensively, and when he was imposing his will like he was in that first half, it opens up a ton of three point opportunities for the rest of the offense. And the Hawks got up, the Hawks got up 43 threes in this game, but they were only able to hit 15 of those, so they weren't able to capitalize on the stuff that Capella was doing early for them in the game. Yeah, so, Mikey, um, the Hawks take on the Washington Wizards on Sunday. Um, I think, what what was that, 2, 2.30 start time? or Yeah, 3, three, o'clock, three o'clock Eastern time. 3 o'clock Eastern time. Um, the three keys of this game, and the first one you're going to laugh at because I, I keep Kyle Kuzma away from Jalen Johnson, please. Um Jalen Johnson, of course, the last time we played Washington, uh, broke his wrist on a uh, fast break where he got fouled by Kyle Kuzma. Uh, I just want Jalen to come out of this game healthy um, (laughs) at at this point. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Jalen, of course, is going to be guarding Kuzma. So, um, you know, I I think Kyle Kuzma is probably their best player. So I think that, you know, him and Jalen will be a good matchup to watch in this game. Yeah, it's two guys really similar height-wise. Uh, Kuzma is obviously a better shot creator, better outside shooter. Uh, Jalen's better at getting to the rim and finishing around there. So I think it'll be really interesting to watch that matchup. Two two guys that that have similar body types uh, but, pl- but play different ways. So I'm definitely going to be intrigued by that matchup. Um, and, and number two here, the Hawks in the past have – and and honestly, a couple few times this season too, I've had a tendency to play down to their competition. The Wizards are not a good team, uh, but in record wise, not neither of the Hawks right now. But uh, on paper, the talent is is way way favoring the Hawks right here. Uh, hopefully, the Atlanta doesn't play down to their competition and still come out because they badly need a win. Yeah. And the third key is uh, forcing the pace on Washington. I think if you can get them out in transition, uh, I think the Hawks, you know, have their way with Washington. Um, uh, Jalen Johnson being another key in that, uh, I feel like, you know, anytime he's in transition, the Hawks have the advantage no matter what. So um, I feel like, you know, if you can push the pace, um, you know, you're going to have to have great rebounding to do that. So uh, Clint Cabello is going to have to definitely be on his game to to finish this one out. Yeah, Gafford, and Gafford's a physical guy inside. He's, he's He gets a lot of rebounds, block shots as well. Um, so Capella, uh, Kangu, Jalen, all, all those guys are going to be uh, in the need to get defensive rebounds. But with that being said, that'll do it for this episode of the Sports Ethos Atlanta Hawks podcast. Make sure to follow this podcast wherever you get your podcast content like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can follow me on X at PinWizard300 and follow Tim at TimHawks23. Make sure to be on the lookout to receive the latest Hawks coverage from us. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.